So this is episode six. I'll come up with a quirky, cool title later, but uh, there's a lot of news going around lately. I guess we'll start with the major bombshell uh, is that the governor decided, hey, theme parks can open as soon as April 1st in California, so long as the county that they're in is in red tier, uh, which is very likely, very, very likely as we record this, it is a Sunday the 7th, very likely that by the 9th, we will see several counties in California move to the red tier, which means that all systems go as far as that is concerned with opening of the of the park. Now, I've seen a couple of things online, and let me know if you've kind of seen the same. I don't know how many people actually think, oh, April 1st, it's opening. No, no. that's not what it actually said. It, it said that's the earliest uh, you could open, and uh, I'm sure Anthony has some insight into this one. As we know, it's going to take several weeks for them to get infrastructure in place, I have a theory. Trained. I'd love to hear it. Go for it. I have a theory that I think that Universal Knots in Disneyland knew that that was going to happen. I think Touch of Disney, Touch of Universal, and Boys and Mary Festival are happening the way that they're happening because they knew that was going to happen. I think that all three parks are going to let all three of those festivals play out. And then they will evaluate on how to open further. You think it was a way for them to gauge how do we handle this many people in yes. a spot at once and then kind of take it from there? Because um, it was very, very not suspicious at all that uh, Disney and Universal both announced their touch of. Because isn't, isn't Universal also called touch of or No, they taste just ripped of? off knots. It's taste. I think it's taste, <laughs> it's yeah. Taste. It's either a way, taste of universal touch of Disney. It's a tea of food. So, I mean, and uh, Knott's and uh, or, uh, Universal and Disneyland are basically doing almost the exact same thing, um, where they're just offering basically food from the parks. Uh, Knott's is obviously going full, uh, going full speed ahead with Boysenberry. Uh, I'm surprised that Disney didn't go full speed ahead with uh, food and wine, but... I guess that's what they prefer to do, what they're doing. But, no, I 100% think that they knew that the April 1st date was coming because all these things start after April 1st, don't they? So, I mean, they all just now went on sale, uh, except, except for ahead. Universal. Well, I was going to say, and we'll talk more in depth about Touch of Disney for sure yes. and all those a little bit later. Um, but, okay, no, I, 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 you may have something there. It, but, it's You know, it's always and, very methodical. Yeah, and... Uh, now, granted, now we'll get more into the details of the uh, the April 1st uh, de-restriction, uh, but, you know, because to assume that they're just going to decide what rides are they're going to open right away is folly. It's 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 foolish to think that because they have to they have to get people into the parks and evaluate how things are going to be with people into the parks before they start letting people into rides. Well, let's because, talk about that for a second, because, yes. you know, you know, it is. And there are there are restrictions on how it can open. One of it being, um, of course, capacity, fifteen percent capacity. So it is it is no stretch of the imagination that's to think for the whole thing. That's place, for the, yeah. for the whole place. That's it's no stretch of the imagination to think how many people can we handle through these tasting events. Where will they start taking off to? Where are going to be our trouble spots? That totally is is acceptable. The other um, caveat on that is that it had to be outdoor rides only. Or there's another caveat on that though. They could do indoor rides if 
based on capacity and amount of time that the ride spends in, indoors. But that's going to take out a lot of Disney's Disneyland's. Oh yeah, we'll absolutely. Yeah, but it may not because of time spent indoors. It may leave open for Alice a hundred percent because Alice spends half of part of its time outside. I have a list uh, actually. Let's go through that. Any of okay, let's quick, go through that because yeah, I, I, I think did. that any of the I haven't actually made a list, but I have thought that almost all of the dark rides probably qualify, except for maybe Pooh because it's longer. Mm, so let's uh, go, and, let's go through this list. Mermaid. Okay, let's go let's go through this list of what I have. The ones that for sure were outdoor, maybe just a touch indoor, and then we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of see. So at, at Disneyland, I listed um, Splash Mountain because it's a limited amount of time inside and it's a continual it's a continual go through. Um, That's th- also dependent on Splash Mountain's refurb being done. Correct. Big Thunder Mountain. Yes. Um, the Rocket Ships, Autopia, the Matterhorn, Teacups, Dumbo, Storybookland, Carousel, and possibly Small World, because Small World is a continuous, continuous thing. Again, dependent upon how long they want you Small to be world inside. Small World is inside. It is, it way is a long ride. It is a long ride than any of the dark rides, I believe. So, um, so I, I didn't think of Alice, but I think you're right. With Alice, I think you could get, you could probably get away with that one. Um, but looking at rides like Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the oh, Caribbean, no. nope. um, Pooh, like you said, all of the dark rides in um, in Fantasyland, Star Tours, anything in Galaxy's Edge, it's too Space long. Mountain, Space Mountain, Space Mountain. Yeah, it's it's too long. I would imagine those would be um, too long. And then I hopped over to DCA just out of curiosity to see what you could do out of there because I had this conversation with somebody else. That's all, you can have almost all of the boardwalk open, minus Toy Story Mania, right? Um, and Little Mermaid possibly, and then most likely um, Little Mermaid. Yeah, Little Mermaid I believe is longer than any of the uh, Fantasyland dark rides. Okay, so you got that. You have all of Cars Land that would be open because all those right. rides are outdoors, and then yes. um, Grizzly River Rapids. Right. Those are the only ones that I could think of. Soaring is far too long inside. Uh, yeah. Depending on how other dark rides go, that's where you would see. Um, Guardians, uh, Guardians, uh, uh, monsters too, monsters where you can see. Out. And then Avengers Campus, we don't know. I'm gonna assume that most of Avengers Campus rides are gonna be um, indoor. Well, well, there's only one ride. Okay, well, the ride is only gonna be one do- yeah. indoor, so that that's probably out. So Spider Man's definitely indoor. It's, it's it's still very limiting. It's still very limiting on on what you can do. Um, so I'm interested to see how they're gonna announce what's going to be there, what the time limits are, because we haven't seen those specifics yet. And I'm sure I have a feeling that, that um, it's, we're not going to see them open until my guess is June, like June 1st. And the reason why is because that gives them a chance to get all their touch and taste of out of the way, done, completed. They're not going to open rides during the Boys and Berry Festival. That's not going to happen. So my thought was they're going to, and I think Knott's was going to do this regardless. Um, When I think Knott's knew and when they knew was when Knott's announced they were going to hire 1,700 people. The day they announced they were going to hire 1,700 people. I didn't see that. When was that? um, They announced that, I want to say that was a week or two ago, maybe a week ago. So that's when the minute I heard and saw Knott's is hiring, I said, they know something we don't know. And that's when I think that it came out. And I I know Knott's was going to do their boysenberry thing anyway, because they they had already done all of that stuff. Then Disney announced their touch of Disney. And I think what Disney is doing is they're trying to see how high they can charge 
and who will come and how fast they sell out with no rides so they know what they can price point at with minimal rides. And Disney knows that if they build it, they will come. Like people will go to Disney just to take a picture in front of a castle at this point. So Disney kind of has their own thing. And then Universal, I think they're doing it too. They're like, okay, well, what can we do? Where's our price point? They know they're not Disney, so they need to figure it out too. But I'm guessing June because there's a good chance that we can be low red, if not out of red, by June. At the current rate we're going, it's possible. Right. Yeah. Because we're seeing numbers drop drastically every week. We went from, in Riverside, we went from 16 to 11 in one week. So the numbers are just plummeting, and I just have a feeling that they want to get all their tastes and touch and smells out of the way, and then June sounds like a really good time to reopen. And it's when also that summertime, too. Disney ends, exactly. because I saw that they extended it. When does it end? Uh, no no date now, because they said they were going to extend for a couple more weeks. So And there's no there word on those there going on sales. So it, it definitely there it is, is. They're is leaving there. it open-ended, so that way when they're ready to do everything else, they could say, okay, here's when we're ending, here's when we're opening up. Mm-hmm. The parks. Now let's let's take and, it. Uh, oh, go ahead. I just wanted to say real quick about the prices because she she mentioned about them seeing how much they would pay. Now that's not an accurate representation because as Dan correctly pointed out to me the other day, when you break it down, the admission price to Touch of Disney is only twenty five dollars because when you take out twenty five dollars for parking and when you take out twenty five dollars for the food, that leaves only twenty five dollars technically for the admission to have the privilege to walk around. So. They're, so basically, yeah, you're getting $25 just to be able to walk around and not, and that's, and maybe have the privilege of buying stuff. So, which let, is more than they were charging for zero to just walk in to Buena Vista Street before. And, and let me get to you how I arrived to that, that way of, of thinking. Well, it's because it's logical. Well, that's how of much course, but is. that's, yeah, well, yes and, and, and no. So, um, $75 for a ticket, which we didn't know how it was. We had talked about it here. A couple of us have thrown the idea, well, maybe we would go, depend on the price of the ticket. Like, I know I, I'm now fully vaccinated. Gina's fully vaccinated. I feel a little bit more comfortable about doing some things because I am fully vaccinated. Um, but $75, I was like, that's a ridiculous price when you look at it. So in that $75 is included a $25, $25 worth of food, uh, parking in, in the, uh, um, I, think the, I think it's Toy Story and Friends. Not Toy Story and Friends. I think it's the parking structure. Parking in the parking structure, and then, uh, of course, your admission into the thing. So when you break it down like knowing, okay, wait a minute, it costs $10 to park at Downtown Disney, $10 with a coupon across the street at the at the hotels. So they're getting their $25 that it would cost to park anyway on a normal pre-COVID $25 in the parking structure. Well, I got to think about that. That costs $25. Yes, I get free digital downloads of pictures that get taken. Okay, that's not a huge perk. That's that's fifteen dollars if you want to look at it like that. Okay, so let's look at it like that. There's my ten dollars of parking plus my fifteen dollars a day um, max pass. So it's mm-hmm. twenty five dollars in food. That means it costs me twenty five dollars to walk around Buena Vista Street, which I can do today for free anyway. Mm-hmm. So when I looked at it like that, I was like, that's not worth the money to me. It's it's totally well, and twenty five dollars for food. They're not even doing any special food. I mean, the food is the same food. They may open up a couple more restaurants, but it's not like knots where they're like having a food thing. It's like, had Disney done the, had Disney made the decision to, um, 
do the food and wine festival. Like I may have wanted to pay the money to go. Right. That's different. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, like I have zero interest in walking, walking around Disney just so I can eat at the, the hot dog stand. So well, what no, the- no, they're bringing food from Disneyland and stuff over to DCA to sell because I know some people are making a big deal about uh, that. They're going to be selling Monte Cristo's, which Usually, I know, I know, I don't yeah. like Monte Cristos either. I share the sentiment, but there are so there are Monte Cristo truists, and it's a Lots big deal that they're going to be selling Monte Cristos outside of New Orleans Square. That is huge. So that's the sort of thing that is going to attract people is that it's touch of Disney. They're bringing things from inside of Disneyland as well. Certain foods. I don't know what all exactly all the foods are. I haven't even really looked at it because I didn't really care, but. uh I know that the the whole thing with the Monte Cristos and that's huge. And if they're bringing that kind of food, that's the draw. It's, you know, oh, now if they were going to be serving Ronto wraps, I'd pay twenty five dollars to go get me some Ronto wraps <laughs> because they're Ronto fucking wraps. What, what did you, what do you get for knots? What do you get for knots? What's the price on knots, and what do you actually get out of the ticket? So. Dude. <laughs> Rebecca's been going through that menu. It's unreal. And yeah, the, we don't have time to go through the menu. No, no, I'm not, oh, no, 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 oh, no. hold on. For, no, 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 stop. I've gone through many a podcast where Anthony has gone through the whole damn menu. <laughs> that I don't want to do that. <laughs> and he even stopped no, doing that because he knew like no one wants to go through this menu. It's over. With me. It's over a hundred different items. Oh, no, I, I have that. Food or drink. But my question is, what do you, for your ticket? What do you get for your ticket? To go five tastings. Five, five you get five tastings and, for your ticket. And with the five tastings, two of them can be alcoholic. Okay. So you can get two alcoholic drinks and five tastings. And the tasting portions are not little. These no. are full size portions. And what so do things what do things cost with that? Like what's the average cost you say on something you would you'd get? Uh, between eight and seven to ten dollars, depending on what the item was. Okay, it's the so same, the same prices as what food and wine is usually, but the portions are bigger, which is mm-hmm. what has always been the draw of me wanting to go to this, uh, Boysenberry Festival so many years, and then of course I finally get a pass to go to Boysenberry Festival, and what happens? So based on size alone, you're you're telling me that the that the not deal is still better That's because what she said. if I can, yes. I knew you were going there, but. It, <laughs> Because I don't know how the Disney one works, but if it, it's twenty five dollars worth of food is what is what I had heard, so I'm, I, can, I can go waste all that on churros at five dollars a churro. Twenty five dollars worth of food at Disneyland is not as great of a deal as twenty five dollars worth of food at not. That's what I'm getting at. Because yeah. and and a, a, another point to why I didn't decide not to do this because if I've only got that twenty five thing, I know I'm going to go. I know I'm going to spend more that in that in food. Oh yeah, I'm going to go spend another mm-hmm. thirty, even if they had the booths. Like they do normally for food and wine, I'd go spend. When I went to food and wine festivals or the Lunar New Year or whatever it was, where they had food booths, I'd easily spend thirty to to forty dollars in food. Why for tasting stuff? So not well, only did I pay seventy five dollars for my they thing, they probably get more money out well, of they you did. doing just the without doing the booths. Because if they were doing the booths, then they'd be like, "Here's your here's your five or six tickets." Uh, actually, it probably wouldn't even be that money for the twenty five dollar value. It would probably be only like four tickets. Here's your four tickets. Here's go get your four things. They're four tiny things. So they know that they can get so much more money out of you by not having the booths and not having the tickets that by just saying, well, you can get this much food. Okay. And, and again, why I did it. So again, I would be spending, you know, it goes from $75 that I spent for that thing. All of a sudden now I'm at 120 130 
Because I'm like, well, let me get that. Sure, I haven't had that in a long time. Because that's usually the way those food festivals go. I, I go and I taste everything. Um, when we go to Knott's, um, if you go with, because you're usually not going by yourself. Right. Usually you're going with at least one other person. So the kids, if they're like under 11 or whatever it is, they get three portions, but they're the same portions as the adults. So like, honestly, whenever, when I've gone, Aaron, my husband has five, I have five. We sometimes, we've left with still having tastings left because the portions are huge. Like, so I was watching uh, somebody in Walt Disney World at the food and wine fe- or food and whatever the heck they're having right now. Not the arts, but the food one. And they got an elote and it was like this baby halfy corn uh, <laughs> on the cob, not full ear of a full ear of corn. So that's the difference. Like Disney will take that one ear of corn, cut it in half and charge you seven bucks. We're not charged you $7 for the whole ear of corn. Like I've never left Knott's taste events hungry. If oh, no. anything, I've left stuffed to the gills and not wanting to look at food for days. Yeah, at the, at the Disney the ones. It's like, Last time I told you, remember when I told you I ended up with the two big, the big post sausages? Mm-hmm. I ended up taking one and <laughs> taking one with me because I couldn't finish it. There, yeah, it's so much food, but I've never had that problem at Disney. I've gone and tasted at Disney and then go in and had dinner. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so that's yeah, no, you, you could eat all that food for that's why usually we'd go like in the afternoon and have all of the uh the, the food and wine stuff for lunch basically. Yeah. And then we're ready to eat by the time either we get home or sometime later in the day at somewhere else in the park. Yeah, you you're not getting filled up by food and wine. Unless you're spending like well, unless you're using all your tickets all at once. Right. Which we have done. We have used all of our tickets all in one day. And uh, we ended up being stuffed. And we knew that it would sell out. Oh, I knew the minute they, well, every vlogger in Southern California and even somebody in Florida, and I don't know how they're going to do that because, uh, well, no, for this, I don't think you no, have no to be a resident. Nope. Yeah. So I know of at least one person who's a, who's based in Florida flying out here for a touch of Disney and all of the vloggers who like did a mass exodus to Florida for a while, they're all coming back. So like half of the people at touch of Disney are going to be vloggers. Can we pause right there? Cause you brought up an excellent point that we didn't get to when we talked about the restrictions, you talked about people coming from out of state to come to the touch of Disney. That's 100% another reason why for them to carry on touch of Disney as long as possible, because they could bring in the out of staters because once the restrictions start and they actually open California residents only, baby, that's the restriction we didn't mention. You have to be a California resident when the when the park reopens in order to go. Then that's an indefinite time that they give on that. They have no uh, no ending as far as when that would end. It, things would probably have to get back to almost 100% perfect for them to lift that restriction, I'm saying. So <laughs> Disney has no reason to want to open necessarily under those under those circumstances because then they have then they would have to cut off to the out of staters which is actually going and have the the damn the damn people from florida coming even though they've had a disney park open all this time well you know yeah seriously um and that go get a ronto (laughs) wrap well and their content the problem is is that views are down because they're all doing the same Aww. thing over and I know I'm so d- sad Aww. for that. But, once again, that's what you get for putting your whole 
identity wrapped around Disney. And and so I think a lot of them are just like clamoring for new content. Uh, and the ones who've been doing good change their format. They've become a news channel or a this or an in addition to or. But the ones who are just like straight, like I'm going to go to Disney and do the mountain challenge. They're running out of content and their views are down. So they're trying to find like a different, like anything to get those views back up, you know, anything for the click. You know, at the end of the day, I think that a lot of the Disney, a lot of the Disney tickets were snapped up by people, even these low level vloggers who have, who are trying to get their, you know, foot in the door or do something because there's this oh, there's big money and I could quit my job and be a YouTuber if I, I don't know, walk around Disney with a gimbal all day. But there's a lot of that that got bought up. I mean, there was a, a Fresh Baked did an entire video on I tried to buy tickets. Like there was an entire 20-minute video. I didn't watch it. But the whole video premise was I tried to buy tickets for Touch of Disney. Oh, you know, we find Touch of Disney ends up being only bloggers. That's perfectly fine with me because then they could just stank all over each other while all the normal <laughs> people go to Taste of Universal and Taste of, and uh, and Boysenberry Festival because I don't know anybody personally that's going that has that has said that they wanted to go to Disneyland. That's... But I know several people who are going. To, that are already going to go, going to Universal and people that are going to Boysenberry Festival. Before we get there, let's let's talk about that because um, uh, I want to know what each has to offer, and it sounds like you know a little bit about it. <clears throat> and I, I didn't hear about the Universal one, I think, until actually today. But before we get into that, that that's a good point. I, I don't know anybody that's actually going to the Touch of Disney. I, I don't know anybody. I don't uh, and a lot um, opted, not personally. Now, we'll get into it. Uh, um, because a lot opted not to because of the price. They didn't see it as worth it. However, right. I am involved in some Disney groups um, online. So people that I just recognize their name from online, a lot a lot of people obviously did do it because it's sold out. Um, and in fact, a lot just kept seeing that thing, just the notorious. And we've talked about this for a year. We've talked about this for a year during this freaking pandemic. About that screen that just goes on and your queue is at least an hour wait, which turns into all day waits. People waited all day to get tickets for touch. And now it's been extended indefinitely. So there was no point in all that. Well, yes. And, and I mean, you know, I have dealt with that personally. Anthony gave me shit for it, but I did buy 65th stuff and spent a good portion (laughs) of time online, but I was home. I wasn't at work. I wasn't stressing over it. I just let it run. If I got in, I got in. If I didn't, I didn't. And then, you know, what did we see after that? We saw that 65th stuff in downtown Disney and World of Disney. That That's what we saw. A lot of it could, could be um, picked up there. So that's fine. Much like he said, okay, well, they just extended it. So, you know, you got a better chance later. Okay. You just go in and crashing the site. I mean, there are people arguing like, well, oh my God, what time is it going to go on sale? We know it's going on sale this day, but what time? They usually release some stuff like that at midnight. No, I don't think they would do midnight. Probably 8 a.m. Wow. You know, it's just like, relax, guys. It's It's food. Uh, you know, at at some point, well, at some point, those people would probably have their minds exploded if they tried getting into a queue for for a for a Funko virtual event, <laughs> right? Or 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 Comic Con, like uh, to do that too, which got canceled too, by the way. And my tickets just float over again another year, so that's how that actually worked. I get I got told uh, this week, oh well, if you had tickets for 2020 and they floated over to this year, unless you request a refund, we're just gonna move them over to 2020. Yeah, my tickets for uh, Comic Con Revolution also did the same thing. Yeah, so I'm going to Con, uh, and I think that one will happen. So I think I'm going to Comic Con 2022, which is fine. It'll happen. 
So, but you did mention the other two, so I don't know anything about Universal. I know Knott's is doing the boysenberry thing. Aren't you going? Did you ever end up getting tickets for that? Yeah, I am. I'm going. Uh, I'm going Saturday. Um, uh, we're gonna go. We didn't want to go the first. My husband works this weekend, so we're going second weekend. But we got tickets. We only bought one. I didn't buy any more. I figure if I really want to go back, I'll see if they have them. Um, but they're they were forty five bucks a ticket. So they keep increasing, you know, the the price point. But forty five bucks for five tastings. The portion sizes are big. We figured it was still worth it. So we're doing that on Saturday. Um, and they have more. Their boysenberry festivals are always the best. Well, the, like, before you get there, can I, can I ask you a question about how the tickets work? So how do the yeah. tickets actually work? Because the, the Disney one, I believe, is like, if I want to take my kids, I need three tickets. So they have a child's ticket and an adult ticket. And if you want to take kids under two or whatever are free. But yeah, let's say your kid is five. Then you can get them a child's ticket at Knott's, which is three tastings, um, and that can be for whatever. Like you can get your kid an icy or food, um, and so it's three tastings for kids, uh, and it's a less it's a, a less expensive price point. Don't know off the top of my head because I don't have kids. Um, and then it's forty five for the adults, well, and that was for you, and you, you said got a you bought holder. you bought one ticket. So how did no, how I bought did... I bought two, one for me and one for my husband, oh, okay, okay. and we. You get a little bit of a break, not much. It's a few bucks uh, if you're a pass holder. So we, I got a ticket for me under my pass holder, got a ticket for him under his pass holder. So each person needs a ticket. Uh, and that's, I think that's also how they're doing it for um, uh, one, if you share food, y'all got to have tickets. And then two, it's also uh, keeping check on the who's coming in. That's what I was asking. So they can, okay. they can keep tabs. So nobody's coming in that wasn't accounted for. That's what I was asking. Even okay. unless it's just a, 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 a small, small baby, you know, and at that point does a six month old count. So, um, but for the most part, they're, they're keeping track on who's going. Um, and so, yeah, so the parking's still free. Um, they still have the free parking. The earlier you get there, the better the parking. Uh, if you get there a little bit later, you're schlepping it from the hotel side, which is kind of far, um, depending on where you're walking, you know, how far out you are. And then that's it. Um, they yeah, have I had it. to schlep it pretty far that one that I went to. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, we try to get there earlier in the day because as I've said before, the earlier, the better, there's less people there. Uh, I felt that it was just less crowded, no lines for the food. Um, it wasn't as uh, it was easier to get tables um, that weren't like off in a corner. Like it was, I like getting there early and leaving on the earlier side, um, and so that's what we try to do. So your ticket that you buy gives you just those five tastes. If you wanted to do more tastings than that, can you purchase stuff cash or is it just yeah. through the tickets? Okay. Yeah. No, you can. You can definitely use cash. Some people, like, depending on how much an item is, like, let's say the item is only, like, let's say $7, and you want to save that tasting because you'd rather get more, you know, a, a higher ticket item, you could buy that for 7 bucks, and then you can spend your ticket, like, your whatever the, the tasting on something like the barbecue mac and cheese, that's going to be a higher price point. Yeah, that's so always what we said about the Disney point. stuff. That's how you should have worked mm -hmm. the sip and savor at Disney the same way. Exactly. Very methodically plan what you were going to do because you got a, a, more money out of it if you planned it out. 
but I'll tell you two people and 10 tastings. It's a lot. Like I I'm like, bring some Ziploc bags and bring some stuff home. Cause mm-hmm. the, some of the portions are really quite large. Well, well, that's good uh, that you get the, the value out of that. So the universal one, incidentally, I happened to click on something and got the universal stuff. Did, Anthony, did you know anything about the universal one or? I'm looking at it right now. So that way I can tell you the, uh, that one starts on the 12th of this month, actually. Uh, it's basically going to have the whole upper lot open. So Springfield, Wizarding World, Minion Cafe, and Hollywood and Dine are all going to be open for outdoor dining. And they're going to have, you know, Krusty Burger, Butterbeer, grilled cheese with meatball from Minion Cafe, Hollywood and Brisket. So they're going to have basically the actual places will be have things serving so you'll have from Springfield, you'll have a cross section of foods from the different places in Springfield. And then in Wizarding World, you'll have a place selling cross section of different things from Wizarding World. And then uh, I assume Minion Cafe and Hollywood and Dine will just be stuff that they serve from those two places. So it sounds like, kind of like a mix between the two. Yeah, it is. That's what I think. So um, it, it seems really cool. The uh, it's. That's only weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I don't think is because uh, is uh, the others are all every day, right? Is whereas Boysenberry no. also weekend only. I think Boysenberry. Let me look because I think it's only weekends. Um. So that's forty four dollars if you go on Friday. Well, that's uh, forty eight eighteen with tax, or fifty three sixty six with tax if you go on Saturday and Sunday. And then children are twenty seven thirty eight. I see. You get five menu items, right? Yeah, you get five menu items, and uh, the kids get three menu items, same as what uh, you said that Knotts does. And then all the cart items, of course. Right. Uh, I don't. Like, I was trying to find about parking because that's kind of a big deal with Universal because they're expensive. And if that doesn't include parking, then that'd be kind of that's a kind of a big deal. But I can't even find it. Additional facts, maybe here. Well, anyway, Gina, did you find that info for where he's looking for that? Yeah, you know what? I think that Taste of Boysenberry Festival might be sold out. Oh, uh, wow. Because I was trying to find, like, when they were doing it, and it the whole um, calendar is grayed out. So I think they're, they might be sold out. Oh, it's definitely – I know it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then it it may be – no, I don't even think they're doing it during um, – they're not doing it during uh, spring break, it doesn't look like. You can get it if you stay at the hotel. So I think they're still doing festival packages for if you want to stay at the hotel. So I don't see anything here about, about parking. Um, I don't either. either. I, I'm going to oh, assume you're going to have to pay for parking. Universal Studios parking is free. Oh, is it? Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. I don't see it anywhere, but I heard one that's of the, good. One of the vloggers was talking about it briefly um, about taste. I uh, probably a Mondo from Five Fires or somebody, but uh, I think that I remember them saying it was free. So Knotts and Knotts and Universal have free parking still. Disney, well, it's Disney is included. it's included in your yeah it's included, yeah. so it's free. But Knotts is just and Universal. I think they're still free for their marketplace, City Walk, and all of that. Where Disney is the ten dollars to go in. Um, is CityWalk doesn't hasn't charging for parking right now? 
No, it's not charging. For oh, part- I didn't know that. I Isn't it normally about 20 bucks? It's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, yeah they've been – and I think it's because, you know, L.A. has been in a completely different bubble than O.C. Like, right. L.A. has been at the worst here. They have the most restrictions. Um, and so Universal has really been struggling, and CityWalk especially has been struggling. So I know that they've been keeping that free to try to entice people – it used to, to be. It was basically it was the it was the flat price for parking. Parking was actually twenty five dollars for CityWalk because Par- CityWalk and Universal Studios share the they same share parking. parking lot, yeah. So you can't really charge one price for CityWalk right. and one charge for, even though they do have technically two separate parking sections they use. If you just go to CityWalk, you usually park like in. Uh, now you park in Jurassic. It used to be Jurassic was strictly theme park parking, but they've expanded out now to to the new ET parking and all that shit so that's good that that's parking that's one place that definitely if it if any place has more parking or at least as much parking as disneyland it's universal yeah i've i've gone there with a bus even and it's it was very easy to park and the few times i visit universal park right there near the globe in that outdoor parking huh no we actually was parked in a structure um but it it was it was super close to where we could walk in um right to uh to the city walk um, but even when I did visit uh, Universal for whatever reason a couple times on my own, it's ne- it's never hard to park. I've never found it hard to park at Universal, um, which has always been nice. Um, I remember being pricey, but it was never hard to actually park and um, walk into uh, the City Walk. And uh, man, I can't remember the last time I went to Universal Studios. It's been a while, but I think I've been to City Walk a couple times. As, as far as what you get, it sounds like uh, the price for. Universal doesn't sound too bad, especially if you were to manage to go on a Friday, forty-four or forty-eight dollars for five menu items, and uh, you get to have and you get to have uh, the opportunity to do some shopping a little bit on those upper lot store stores. So that's good because then you know, and they're also going to have uh, it said something about they're going to be selling uh, having outdoor carts selling wands and stuff, the interactive wands in in Harry Potter. Uh, so that way you can still do the the interactive one thing on the windows there, and uh, obviously no matter what time you go, that land is always good for pictures. Uh, I mean, it sounds fair. It, it sounds fair. The both for price. This price sounds reasonable um, for what you're gonna get out of it, knowing you know you're paying a little bit just for the experience of being there. That basically there. works out to uh, if you get five items, that works out to just under. Just a hair under uh, ten dollars per item, and depending on what you get, you could easily be getting that value. Yeah. So. And it looks like it's only through the first weekend of April, um, as of now, where uh, and Disney's sold out as well. So you can no longer get tickets to Touch of Disney. You can't get tickets. It. I cannot get tickets to Boysenberry Taste of Boysenberry because I just tried and everything I clicked, it said it was sold out. Um, there are still tickets to Universal. Yeah, I just tried um, to buy one. When I'm looking yeah. at it, but they're only through the first weekend of April, so I think it remains to be seen what Universal is going to maybe do. Um, but we'll see. Universal's between a rock and a hard place because almost everything that they have is indoors, except for yeah. the studio tour. So it's going to come down to basically them charging for. They may just up the price a little bit and then add the studio tour onto the uh onto the package and just figure out a way i mean they, i'm sure they've already been working on for quite some time on how to uh 
how to set up uh, trams. If you just do every other aisle and put up uh, plexiglass, um, that's really all they need to do on the tr tram. So I could see them definitely opening the tram maybe sometime after that and doing a, a maybe a whole nother either just completely opening outright or doing another or just extending a uh, taste of universal and saying, well, here, we're, here's the, another $40. You get to go on the tram. Okay. So you know what? So I, I want to bring it back for a second. Cause we, we didn't really, we didn't really talk about this. We went to Disney and said, okay, here's potentially the rides at Disney that would open a lot of the other theme parks. And, and what Anthony said, something that made me think about this uh, again, cause I had wanted to bring it up earlier, but I'd forgotten was the inability of, of Universal to take care of some of their stuff, especially some of the shows, because they're indoor. But that this bodes well for someplace like Knott's or Six Flags. It, again, it does bode well for someplace like Knott's, who's, because of the, it's a coaster theme park. A lot mm -hmm. of stuff is outdoors, and Six Flags. I was going to mention so, earlier. So much of Six Flags is outdoors. I was going to mention earlier, uh, but I didn't want to sidetrack the whole correlation between that. It's interesting that, Knots and Universal are complete opposites, whereas Knots almost everything is outside, uh, with the exception of their one Keystone ride that they wanted to open. This, <laughs> oh, the Fairy Tales. Tales. Yeah, it's the one ride that they won't be able to reopen. But and then Universal, where almost everything is outside, and that that could start a whole thing. Which I'm not. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna mention, and you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Universal. Uh, kicked themselves into a uh, into a corner by the fact that they eliminated so many outdoor live shows, including the Wild West show and like uh, Beetlejuice and stuff like that that were at the uh, at the Castle Theater, where now they're only down to Waterworld and Waterworld is literally the only thing other than the uh, the um, tram, which I and I don't even know if Waterworld because of uh, I don't know how that would affect the Stunt actors. Uh, SeaWorld. Um, that's true. That's yeah. true. See, I was going to say SeaWorld found a way, but that's a little bit different. Um, and, uh, you know, too bad Michael. Michael was – I don't know what happened to Michael, but he he had gone to SeaWorld. So I was interested, yeah, to, get, I was interested to get his take on, on this, but he's uh, nowhere to be found. Um, so I hope he's okay. <laughs> he's listening to this right well, now. Michael, we hope you're uh, okay because he's right. got no answer from you. Because the zoos and the the zoo, he went to the zoo too, and the yeah. zoo and uh, Sea World. I think that um... I went to the zoo also. Oh, how'd that go? The zoo and oh, and we went to the safari park. Uh, I mean, both of them are fine. Uh, the zoo was a, when we did went. It was a little bit more crowded than when we went to the safari park. But the uh, for the most part, people were good. Were good about keeping their masks on. Uh, they were pretty good about uh, definitely good to get in the park. They had nice dots laid out and a queue and uh, everybody was pretty much abiding by it. Uh, so, I mean, I, uh, you know, uh, we had already decided that pretty much we were knowing that we were, we got a zoo, we got a zoo pass. We got the, uh, we actually paid the like 200 something dollars for the big, the big one that gets you both parks and uh, the zoo newsletter and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, we we have no problem. Actually, we we already agreed we're probably going to renew our zoo pass for net for next year too, because uh, it's another one where it does calendar year just like knots. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're like, you know what? We feel much safer going to the zoo and the safari park right now than we do going to the theme parks. So we're fine going to those places because they seem to be they're all everything's outdoors. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, with the with with small exceptions, you know, platypus, uh, notwithstanding. But uh, you know, so I mean, we feel safer going to those places, and we might even go back uh for spring break. We might even go to one of them for spring break. Uh, we haven't decided yet, but uh, no, I I think that um, I think the zoos. I mean, the zoos don't get aren't going to be crazy. I mean, the summer, I don't know. I can't say about the summer, but you know, right now I think the, the zoos are a great place to go to in lieu of going to the parks, because to be honest, there's much more to do. I mean, you, you, you go to a zoo, you're going to do what you do when you go to a zoo. You're not going to a theme park where you're just going to eat yeah, or shop, you know, which are not things you do unless you're people like me who goes to a theme, only goes to theme parks to eat and shop. And doesn't go on rides because I'm a weirdo. But, uh, you know, if you go to a zoo right now, you're still going to be able to do what you do when you go to a zoo. You're going to look at the animals. Other... That's what you – it doesn't – COVID doesn't really affect what you get to do when you go to the – it just affects how you do it, but it doesn't affect what you actually get to do. You go to a theme park, everything that you get to do is affected, and it's going to be affected for quite some time still. Other than the the what do you call it at the safari park the tram basically the tram ride at the safari park, um, whatever that is where you actually go out and see like where the giraffes are and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that you can't do obviously. I was gonna say other than that, I, I don't. And I've been to the um, to the uh, safari park in the zoo a number of times, um, and I enjoy it. And I did have those passes that you have. I did have those for uh, at least a year as well because it gave us access to both plus some free tickets to give away to others, and, and, and we had done that. Um, but I, I can't recall, other than that particular attraction, so to speak, any place being very busy for anything. Because it's right. so big, because you have to have it be so big because of the animals, that you really don't come across other people right? like at all. So, yeah, I would view that to be as something really safe and you know just given the amount of space that you have there yeah i i highly recommend it if you if anybody is really really having problems trying to figure out what to do with themselves when in um during this time and they don't want to have to deal with paying money just to go have the privilege to eat i highly recommend uh, the zoo and the uh, and the um, safari park, and, and this uh, is even 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 I don't know if they're I don't know what they're going have going on specifically, but also the L.A. Zoo, um, the Living Desert. Like the, like have you ever thought about that? The Living Desert out in Palm Springs, it's the same thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've driven by there a couple times. And I, I've been there. I, I I've been there. We stayed at a, at a timeshare in um, Cathedral City, technically, but mm-hmm. um, drove over to the Living Desert on uh, one of the days on spring break is something to do and. It was actually, I mean, we were there about, about half a day because we went first thing in the morning because I was there in the, in the spring break, so it was getting kind of hot. But um, price was reasonable because they had a discount um, there about a half a day, uh, eight and all that kind of stuff, and uh, enjoyable time. Again, it's one of those other places, too. It's so big, you don't really run across people when you don't want to. So, you know, if that's what you're looking for, I, I, I think you're right. With the LA Zoo and all that kind of stuff is probably a pretty good deal. Pretty good idea. So we have that. Anything else? Taste of Disney or Touch of Disney? <laughs> the name alone. I, I don't understand the name. Like, yeah. I taught the middle touch, school for too many years. Feel of Disney. Yeah. I, every time the middle school teacher and me just start snickering at a lot of this stuff. <laughs> touch of Disney. Yeah. 
I'm just like, uh, yeah. Well, in our, our my main podcast, I, I wrote, I think I wrote in the description, you know, Disney sunsetted our passes because we brought something else about that up. And then I was like, you know, but they're touching us. We're getting touched by Disney. And I, like, my brother was like, I don't get the joke because I, I misspelled. I forgot something in the description. And I was like, oh, man, I forgot to say this. We're t- like, oh, touch of Disney. We were touched by Disney. Oh, I got it. Okay. I'm like, yeah, sounds kind of dry. I told you it sounded dirty. And he was like, yeah, I get it now. Okay. So that's there. Um, that's been the the major news of anything. I mean, I can we can always talk TV. Um, did anybody else want to bring anything up that I'm missing? Uh, just a note that I'm into the uh, the the ticketing for t- Taste of Boysenberry, and it's showing me dates. Oh, it is okay. Yeah. For some reason on my phone. Well, I don't know if it's just okay. glitching for you. I mean, I was having trouble trying to. I was trying to find the damn page all this time because there's no actual link through Knots itself. You had to actually. I had actually Google Taste of Boysenberry to find the actual link. But, yeah, no, it's showing me dates. I got 12, 14. It does look like the 13th of March is sold out, though. And it looks like the 20th of March is sold out. Because both those Saturdays Saturdays are probably going first. Those Saturdays go fast. Yeah. Because what does it start? It starts the 12th. It started this last weekend. It started this weekend. Oh, it already started. Yeah, okay. it started It started Friday. So next week is the second weekend. And I want to say it's going... Oh, and it shows today. it going the whole entire week starting the 29th. It's going every day because oh, Okay, so that's spring, spring break. break. Yeah. And then also the full week of April 4th to 10th, that's all available. So no dates in April, as far as I could tell, are sold out. So. Okay. No, only also only the two Saturdays are sold out so far as far as what I could tell. All right. Well, that's well, good. To... I'm sure that they'll they'll probably sell more, but I think that forty five dollars that may have been like a little bit much for some people because I've read um like I'm in some knots groups and some people were like forty five is a little rich for my blood, so I think that that extra five bucks may have been just a little bit much for some. How much were the tasting passes before? Uh, under normal circumstances, I have to tell you, I don't remember. Um, cause what was the I, last tasting pass in 2019? How much did that cost? So that would be the question: is yeah, uh, how much? If it, if it's not that much more, it, it's a, as long as because I assume that how much? How many items did you get on the tasting passes? It was more than five, though, right? Uh, you know what? It, it's been so long, I honestly don't remember. Um, because that went 2019 is so long ago. It was so long ago for me, uh, but I'm not sure. I know that I still felt it was worth it, but then I had a pass. Like, I'm an annual pass holder to Knott's, and so going to Knott's for, you know, a couple hours in the morning or just buying their tasting thing wasn't – it really didn't seem like as much. And so I think a lot of people are pass holders – and they're like, all right, well, I don't understand why I can't use my pass and then just buy this additional card. Like, there's a lot of that discussion, too. So I, I wonder if they'll sell out for Boysenberry. Um, but, yeah, I don't remember. Well, they don't have as many bloggers. They, I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of them trying to do crossovers, though. And this new one, is I've heard a lot of, wow, Knott's really showed me I need an annual pass. I'm like, no, no, stay out of my park. That's my park. <laughs> You, I'm sorry Disney didn't want you, but you do not come to my park and you do not ruin it with your 80 million vlogs. <laughs> I don't think I, I think we've seen, I did see one vlogger uh, when we went to the Christmas, uh, the taste of Christmas of Mary Farm. We saw one 
and that was it. Luckily, like we we try to not go opening weekend because that's when they all show up, and right. and we're honestly like they're cool. I mean, I like watching them. I enjoy watching the vloggers, a lot of their content, not all of it, but I enjoy watching it. I just don't want to be at the park with them. <laughs> you do. You know. You you brought up price a little while ago, and and I know we said something to you about these tasting events looking at price points that it could very well be something like that and capacity. Um, that's going to be interesting to see when they open up how we're going to see people uh, deal with it, deal with the fact that like, okay, I've got my Disney back, but I no longer have a pass. So I'm paying whatever they want me to pay and I'm taking a gamble on whether or not I can get a reservation. Because remember, the reservations in Florida at first seemed like they were kind of hard to get. And now it seems, it seems a little bit um, different to so say, like, I'm going opening day. Mm, two things there. One, probably not, because we're going to get in that queue. We, we we love to see Mickey just spinning round and round like we've seen with all these release days for Stitch items and uh, Dooney and Burke bags or whatever they're called um, and that kind of stuff. And then now knowing, like, you got to pay full price for not only you, but whoever you're taking with you. Because that's mm-hmm. the way that it's going to be because, you know, we we just don't have a pass anymore. So no, no one has asked me this yet, but I, I'm not going to do it um, because I, <laughs> their price point, like, if they say anything close to what what it was, I'm dropping a load of cash. That, that's a big difference. It's not, you know, for the one-day thing. So I have to evaluate how I'm going to handle that. Okay, well, it's too bad. I already have a not. I mean, I already have a zoo pass, so I guess I'm going to the zoo. Yeah. yeah. Well, my husband even said because we were, it's just the two of us, and he, even he was like, if Disney thinks I'm going to spend a hundred bucks just to go take a picture in front of a castle and wave hi to Donald Duck, he's like, that's probably not going to happen. And and it, that it is a hundred bucks a person. To me, it's a little much for me. You know, even if Knotts was like, okay, well, no more annual passes and it's going to be, let's say, Knotts is 60 bucks a person, I would be like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to go and just to walk around and like ride a train and get robbed. Like, there's a point where, you know, I live here in Southern California. I like having annual passes. Much closer to Knotts now, too. Oh, yes. I, yes, I'm very happy about that. And I liked going to the zoo. Like, I enjoy the zoo. I like the fun passes and stuff. And we've actually talked about going there. It's just, Going all the way to San Diego and back is a little bit, you know, it's a little bit like more of a commitment. It's but a whole day trip. Yeah, it's like a, it's a whole day excursion, which is fine. But, uh, you know, we, we're we not sure if like an annual pass would work for that. But especially to Knott's, to Disney, like having the, that annual uh, The Safari important. Park actually isn't that bad. It's only like 45 minutes from you, Orange County, when you think about it. In good traffic, that is. Because you figure that's it. It's yeah. the, 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 the traffic. The safari park is in Escondido, so I mean, you got a much different, di- big difference there with that compared to the uh, compared to if you're actually going to the zoo the proper. Zoo. Yeah. But if, if but you can get away with uh, you know going to uh, the uh, the safari park and uh, not have it be a whole you know thing. You well, know. I was trying to get the free teacher ticket to San Diego to um. SeaWorld. SeaWorld, and for some reason, I, I'm having trouble verifying that I'm a teacher, even though I've sent them the 8 million links to my 50 million credentials. But um, I was trying to get that because if I got the free t- the free one, then giving my getting one just for him 
you know, it justifies it a lot more because then even if we just go like maybe say four times a year, it's like, oh, okay, well, that was it was worth it. We had a good time. Yeah. But yeah, I've like, done I that for like even just for the day. Even yeah. just for the day, I, I've done that because then you get like a AAA discount or something like that, and, and it works out like, oh, we're just going to go for the day. Well, I'm going to get the free one for a year. Why? Because I don't have to – that's one less I got to pay for, and then exactly. you just you divvy it up the other way. So you're like, ah, that's affordable for a family. So yeah, yeah it, it, that makes it, sense. It's to me that's one of the benefits of living in Southern California. You know, we pay a lot of money to live here, and uh, and it's nice to be able to have a perk of, okay, I'm going to have an annual pass, and and I'm going to go kind of when I want, or even if even if there's a reservation system. Okay, well then I'm going to look, and then these are the dates I want to try for in this month. Okay, good luck. We're, we're going to try for it. It's like, but having that annual pass and not having to pay out of pocket every single time, you know, that's a lot. I, I think part of the problem is. The difference between a Knott's pass holder and a Disney pass holder, and, <laughs> and not all, not obviously I'm generalizing, there's a lot of people who have Disney annual passes in lieu of therapy, and maybe they need to allocate their funds a little differently. The, the amount of just, uh, it's turned, they've turned it into, um, anger that disney isn't open and it's like yeah it's it's a bummer like i'm i'm sad disney and knots isn't open but to be like so upset and so angry about it and i need disney and i'll do anything to get there and standing in line for five hours on opening day when they open dca um as part of uh you know the whole downtown disney thing it's like wow Maybe everybody needs to take a collective breath and well, and look at their addiction. <laughs> maybe this gets funneled somewhere else because we're we're going to see not having those you know and we've had this conversation before, but not having any kind of annual pass holder for the time being, knowing it's full price, it definitely puts a strain even on my own yeah. in my on my own pocket because it's like, well, I really need to make it worth it if I'm going to be there, you know, go and do it all day. Um, but knowing that. They sunsetted that program, and then it's a very high likelihood that payment plans are completely gone. Yep. Then I completely say this from a piece of from a, a point of privilege, but I will purchase whatever the next annual one is, even with yeah. if it becomes something like, well, you you pay this price, and it's not quite as much as it was before, but we know it's still going to be pricey. All up front, you got to pay for it in cash. Okay. But you know we'll we can kind of guarantee you this, okay? I'll do it because that's probably still going to be worth it to me financially to do that. And yeah. saying it from the place of uh, uh, saying it from a place of privilege, I can afford to do that. Well, and I think that the, their whole point, like Disney saw this as like this is a perfect opportunity to do what we've wanted to do, which is to cut out some annual pass holders because. Man, well, they, they flat fun. out admitted that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, those parks would fill up and, and I've been there when it's shoulder to shoulder to shoulder. And honestly, it's not fun. Like when you're there and it's just, just so insanely crowded and, uh, I'm five foot one. So it's not fun for me when I'm at armpit level of every single person at Disney and I can't move. And, you know, I'm trying to see a show or try to get to the next land or to just find something. Um, oh gosh. Uh, and so like for me, that's, what's difficult. Like for me, that's, what's hard. 
you know, when it, there's too many people. So, and yeah, do I have the money? Maybe, I don't know. It depends on how much it is. If they're going to be like, all right, it's $1,500 a person cash up front. Well, that's a conversation that I'm going to have with my husband. Do we want to spend $3,000 on Disney passes so we can go whenever we feel like it? Or do we go, well, we're just going to go once this year and we'll just drop the single ticket. But for somebody like Dan, who goes all the time, then that's a complete, he's like, yeah, I'm in. And it might even benefit him because now he's not shoulder to shoulder with every single person in Southern California <laughs> who ha can get the lowest level pass, you know, cause I'll tell you when you go to Disney on a blackout date, I mean, unless it's like New Year's Eve or something, but like if you go in June on a blackout date, it's less crowded than it was in May when there weren't any blackout dates. It's a completely different park. And it's more fun. It's more fun when there's less people. Oh yeah, that's why that August day when all of the, whenever the uh, there was always that one August day when all of the uh, the blackout, all of the lower passes would become unblocked, and all of the uh, AP the higher APs would be clamoring to go during those first two weeks of August before all of the all of the normals come back. I would. I'd be there the day before because yeah. I knew they we can't go that day, why? Because they all come back that day. So we're gonna go the night before, so and yeah. uh, and I was all, all my passes and, and I know again I know I speak from a place of privilege. All my How passes, dare you? All my places, all my passes were topped here. I had the well, biggest wait, one, and my kids had the one right underneath that, where the only thing they had blocked out was those two weeks of Christmas. Wait, but your place of privilege is also it's like you allocate the funds for that. Yeah, like you know that's just it, and it's like some people. That's not like, privilege. That's responsibility. I guess. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'll, I'll take you, that. That sounds better. Yeah, because, I mean, you're looking at it like, okay, well, my kids and I do this instead of doing these other things. Yeah. You know, that's it. It's like it, – it's just an allocation of funds. And and even, you know, even people who, you know, maybe don't make a whole lot of money or they're, you know, uh, they're, they're scraping by, people find the money to do entertainment. So maybe they're finding the money to buy the newest PlayStation where you're going to take that money and go to Disney. So it's just honestly, it's just looking at the funds. But I always bought the top tier pass when I bought Disney passes. It's been a while, but we bought top tier because I want to be able to go when I want to go. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go when I'm, again, shuffled through with everybody else. It's like if I want to go on a July Saturday night, I don't know why I would, but there I could. I could go. And I honestly, I did plenty I of times. I hate paying for parking. Yeah, that's it. So I'm gonna choose whatever pass gives me free parking because I don't want to dole out 25 bucks and then circle the Disney and Friends parking structure or whatever it is for you know 17 times until <laughs> I can find something. Like that's not what I want. I want to go. I want oh, to go that. in, park, and off I go. So and 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 I parking. I've never had a pass too. where I didn't include parking. Yeah, and. and Parking always stress. Part of the reason I go to amusement parks in the morning is because I know I'll find parking and lack of parking gives me raging anxiety. So like when I roll up to Knott's Berry Farm for like the Knott's summer night and I'm like, there's no parking. No, I would rather like figure out how to Uber there at that point. <laughs> Cause it's like, I want to, I want to know I can find a place to park. I hate that, you know? I wish that the I wish that uh, there was a better system for parking and, and almost all of them. Even Disney, who has their they're like the best at it. They even they struggled with parking sometimes. There's little quirks to it, but you know it, it's okay. It works out. 
So yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I well, this just kind of depends how things go if they announce. I mean, and there's all kinds of rumors about oh, we may introduce this pass and this pass. You know, as things kind of settle out and you know, okay, like I, I can I can wait. The only exception may maybe Christmas. I, I may try to do something for um for Christmas to make that you know something special because we missed out on it. Uh, you know, this year. So maybe a Christmas thing. I I could see myself paying full day to do. Uh, a, a Christmas thing, anyway, to just you know, just for the for the picture opportunities, and then they're like, I I've been here enough that I know how it works, what you can get on, when you can get on it, and get those picture stuff because you know we were robbed of that a little bit this last year, and I don't feel I'm not gonna cry about it, but it was like, yeah, okay, we can make this work, and whatever they offer as as a, a pass, I will seriously look into it, and I know a lot of people will, and I know honestly a lot of people will be like, it's just too rich for my blood, and yeah. okay, that's okay, it is it, it's I'm not gonna lie, it's meant to be. It's meant to be, and we've said this. You either play big or pay big, or you stay home. That's kind of how it works. So, all right. Yeah. Well, I think we're we're there. I, I'll. You could. There's all kinds of other stuff you could talk about. Some of it's old news. Whether you're saying, oh, they're they're gonna change the Jungle Cruise and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> like, you know, it's just it's been it's been done. It's been said. It's not. Um, uh, I don't think it's a huge concern. I don't view it as such. Didn't we talk about that last time? I don't remember if we did or not. It's been, I thought it's, we did because we talked yeah. about how it was inevitability anyways because of the movie. Oh, yeah, maybe. Okay. Uh, was it just well, – and yeah, everybody right. just hates change. That's what the, – the, you know, whenever – like even the sunsetting of the annual pass, it's change. People didn't like being locked up in their house for the last year because it's change. It's different. We're creatures of habit. We like to do what we like to do. And whenever somebody comes at us and they're like, we're going to change this, there's this like pushback of like, no, 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 this is my childhood. I haven't bought a potato head in 40 years, but I'm mad you're doing this now. No. Yeah. You know, there's two, there's, there's two, there's two people that are, uh, that are always uh, famous for people putting ideas on them that never were actually there. And that's Walt Disney and George Lucas. <laughs> and, uh, there was never a pass under Walt. Michael Eisner is the one who started the, who I think the past program started under Eisner. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, people all the time, Oh, Walt's spinning his grave. You don't know Walt. <laughs> You don't know Walt. I was literally just going to ask you, partially to just piss you off, if you thought Walt was rolling in his grave at the thought of a pass holder program, <laughs> literally because I knew it would piss you off. There's a, you know, and I'll always say there's a reason why Walt had Roy, and that's because Walt was shit with money. Yeah. Walt would would have spent all the money on everything if Roy wasn't there to grab his arm and be like, "What are you doing, Walt? We can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have the money." There's always an idea man and the businessman, and they they gotta go. And you, know, you gotta have if, both of them. If the seeds for Walt Disney World hadn't already been there, Roy wouldn't like fucked Walt Disney yeah. World. <laughs> he only finished Walt Disney World because Walt wanted it so bad. Yeah. If Walt would have been like, eh, you know, about it, or if the, if there hadn't been so much pre stuff on it, Roy would have said, Walt Disney World, Florida, nah. We'll just sell that property back to somebody else, and then there would have been casinos everywhere. I don't know, but no, there's a yeah, that there's a reason. You know, people don't know that shit. People don't know shit. Walt Disney, who would 
probably be like, yeah, that's fine. Change it. It's literally, there's literally a quote for everything. And how can people complain about change at Disneyland when Walt literally said that Disneyland never, should yeah. never be finished? Yeah. Yep. He literally yep. said that. And yet people sit there and act like Walt Disney would be so pissed off about change. Are <laughs> you stupid? I mean, well, come and, on. And different things come into fashion, right? Like, uh, there's different, uh, like now, Tiana is big. Little kids love Tiana as a princess. She's a freaking princess. Like, that is a big deal. Show me a child who remembers Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear. I barely remember them. And I'm 43. I mean, I think I read the short story in the, do you guys remember that Walt Disney children's book from like the 80s? There was a short about Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear, and I read it. And so I vaguely know who they are. I have never seen the, the the movie that goes with it ever in my life. And I have no desire to. And it's like these kids, like Disney, isn't Disney supposed to be for children? Did I miss the that part? The animated sequences that are really not that bad. I actually kind of like them, but, you know, yeah, it's problematic. I, I mean, well, and, and as we evolve. As <laughs> we could go kids, into a whole thing right cultures, now about all the people that are pissed off about those, what, five Disney movies that were right. just pulled from Disney Plus. For uh, for children for under whatever seven. Oh yeah. Yeah, and here's the thing. At the end of the day, Disney is a corporation who wants to make money, and if they think that they can push out merch and tweak a ride and get a whole bunch of more people to like, man, when I was seven, I saw the Princess and the Frog ride, and now I'm gonna take my kid there, and we're gonna do this and whatever then they'll do it because that's what companies do. Like the whole point of a company is to make money. Dots does it. Cedar Fair Park is doing it. Like, you know, Universal does it. Like that's what we do. If you own a company, you want to, you want the company to make money. I don't know one person who's like, you know, I think I want to create a company simply to lose money. <laughs> I mean, unless you're doing it as a tax write off. Like, like and unless- it also, it, on the flip side, it tells you something about Disney that for a company that definitely wants to make money, they still refuse to release Song of the South. <laughs> well, yeah, which would yeah, make them and money. And they and would the, make tons the, of money if they released it, but you know, yeah. they're like, well, well, and uh, you've seen it, Anthony, because you just talked about yeah, the, the, the cartoons and uh, I've seen it too. Um, are the, the cartoons are okay. There's some stuff that you're like, ah, that's a little questionable, but it's really, the tar, the, the tar baby, baby is, is, is the, is the thing, most questionable really thing, the... but like the stuff with uncle Remus, it's not even the Tar Baby itself. It's the word. Yeah. Um, the stuff with Uncle Remus actually isn't bad. It's just not an accurate portrayal of how things in that time period would be. It's, it's, it's really what yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's basically it's like glorifying that time period and it's sort of like almost excusing but it to a point. And, you know, if, if I'm. I don't think it's no. glorifying it. I think it's just. It's just sanitizing it. Because, and uh, and I, I'll go with yeah, that. Birth of a nation is glorification. <laughs> and I'll go with that because I believe it takes place post-Civil War. So It is. It's supposed to be Reconstruction right. so it's supposed era. To be Reconstruction era. So the way Uncle Remus is treated by these white kids is like he wouldn't be treated as kindly by these, these white kids as and the plantation was. owners as, as he is in the film. Because the film itself, other than the scene – and or, or even just the word tar baby that he's talking about is probably the worst of it 
but you know yes. this whole thing i mean this has been going on forever because that film hasn't been released in any format since the because to be to be honest those movies that were just that were just restricted on disney plus there's content in that that's a thousand times worse than song of the south yeah, but the, but song of the south is song that, of the is south the portrayal. has just become a song of the south has t- basically taken the brunt of all of the uh racial stereotypes in all of the disney movies because yeah. there has to be there has to be a scapegoat but now other movies are becoming scapegoats well rightfully rightfully but those to be honest there's stuff in peter pan that is way worse than uh than song of the south yeah Peter, there's a, well, and it's because like, and as I, it's a whole I've song in Peter Pan because history, history, like I have right. a bachelor's in history. It's like when you look at stuff historically, history is problematic. It's not that we're trying to erase it; it's that we're growing and evolving, and so we need to look back and say, hey, you know what? This is the way that people thought back then. It's not accurate anymore, and it's not necessarily like, you know, oh, hey, let's cancel it or let's take it up away or let's you know ban it it's that we need to say hey this isn't accurate and we don't think you this need way the context anymore. you need yes. the context and people and which were is why furious I think it... that there was that warning like oh at the beginning of some of the cartoons like oh hey we don't think this way anymore and people were losing their mind and i'm like wait this is a good thing look they're still giving it to you it's not context. banned it's not canceled yes. it's just saying hey teach your kids that this isn't the way we think anymore because kids are little sponges and they're just going to soak that up. And, and subtly, that stuff is, you know, it, it's not the way we well, think. Unfortunately, it's the people that are getting uh, that are getting pissed off about those things have already expunged enough garbage into their kids that it doesn't it probably doesn't even matter at this point. But that's all another thing. <laughs> so, I mean, I just think it's counterintuitive that the idea that, oh, you're going to recognize the context and you know, take actions on that, but then you're still going to have this other movie, which is acting as the scapegoat for all of it. If you're going to, if you're going to restrict it or put the notifications on there, release song of the South onto Disney plus put the context on there for it and let people see it for themselves and then decide for themselves how much worse it is or not worse than say the, the, the native American or the crows and Dumbo or the, or the, or the or the or the or the Asian stereotypes aristocrats, in aristocrats yeah. or even or even uh Lady and the Tramp. So I mean you know well, and Disney remember like Disney has like and this is something that I think is lost on some people Disney has a brand and they're what's on brand and what works for them. You know Black Cauldron is like this for years was like this underground VHS that went from hand to hand in like certain circles because Disney refused to talk about black cauldron was made. And, you know, I knew a lot of people who loved that cartoon or whatever. And it's like, well, it wasn't on brand for Disney anymore. So Disney didn't, they didn't release it. They didn't do anything with it. And it's like, Disney wants to release and push what it wants to release and push. And you're not going to get Cyan Am merch. Well, you're, yeah, you're, you're gonna and, get free. Di, uh, well, with Black Black Cauldron's kind of special. It's a little different because I know what you're talking about with uh, um, some of the sorcery stuff and some of the demon stuff that's in uh, the film. But the Black Cauldron was released at a turning point for Disney, where that those aren't the best years of the studio. And animation is is somewhat subpar in that movie. 
and there's and, a whole there's a whole thing for Disney where you're just like this yeah, is Disney. Yeah, but it was <laughs> it was intended thinking. to be their kind of Lord of the Rings cuz that that stuff is the, yeah, is a trilogy it. and since that movie didn't perform well and the animation is kind of subpar it just got it got dropped. I would love for them yeah. to finish that story one of these days or redo it. That'd be great. Uh, but I'd like to point out a correlation between the fact that Black Cauldron came out about the same time as Annual Passes started. Oh, really? <laughs> so, well, well, if I'm if I'm right though, like at that point, if I remember correct, and correct me if I'm. That was all during that 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 peak beginning of the right. Eisner but era. There wasn't a lot of money in, in put into the the films at at that point, especially the animated. There wasn't because that was before the Renaissance of Little Mermaid and all that. That's the period where I was so when because that's kind of when kind of yeah. we were coming like up because there's yeah. a whole bunch of Disney like maybe I grew for up on Warner Brothers. Yeah, like I was much more of a Warner Brothers person. Well, and my dad loved that kind of stuff. Like I grew up on Bugs Bunny. My dad loves Bugs Bunny. Like now, it the, was a thing. The first movie I ever saw in a theater was in Drive-In and it was Rescuers, which is basically at the end of the 70s peak. So, I mean, but then you had after that, that's when it started to go downhill to to culminate in Black Cauldron. But, yeah, no, it was – I grew up with Warner Brothers. So. Because the, the 80s were – like, this is what I remember from Disney in my childhood. I remember when we got cable. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember that we my mom paid for the Disney Channel. And I remembered Welcome to Pooh Corner, which was yes. amazing. Yes, that was, it was the best show. And I remember – mouser size with that very perky woman and her cut the very short Karen haircut and yes um, uh, Disney Channel definitely made up for Disney's failings in other areas and that uh, was Mousterpiece Theater yes with George Plimpton but that was it I don't remember like I, the early 80s Disney movies were like the 80s movies of Disney were wah, wah. like I don't yeah. they were not there was a resurrection for them what was I almost in high school when that other stuff? 89 was Little Mermaid was 89. And then, yeah, okay, by, so by Lion I was King just getting out off. of sixth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the 80s basically belonged to Don Bluth. Yeah. Um, yeah. but you're, you're so. <laughs> we just got finished speaking about privilege. You both, if you were watching that, were privileged in the 80s because I didn't have that. I, I didn't see a Disney Channel until I was 14 years old because <laughs> it was cable My... came much later for me. Yeah, my my family, uh, we were bit like our only entertainment was television. Um, my dad was uh, in aerospace in the eighties, so he was on again, off again. Like we were feast or famine, um, but we didn't go anywhere. I was not raised in a family where we went okay. camping no, we, or we any of that, that stuff. So, okay. Like our only, yeah. See, our only outlet once a year we went we were to doing Vegas. all of those things. <laughs> yeah, see, once a year we, we went were camping to Vegas. and watching TV. And and all we did was TV. Like, I grew up on television. It was always on in my house. So my parents paid for cable very selectively. But they did get the Disney Channel. Also, I was a latchkey mm. kid. Pretty sure that that, that was Disney yeah. Channel was yeah. my babysitter for a very long time. So, yeah, that was where we came from. Uh, we, we ate frozen uh, defrosted bologna and cheese sandwiches. And we got the okay. Disney Channel. So there's this. The Disney Channel was babysitters for my brothers, as well as many, 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 many viewings of Pizza Dragon. <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with that movie. Well, I, I don't know why. Because of just, that. 
it's something it. else. It's very different. Oh, it's interesting to watch now in all of the child abuse and uh, so great beating yeah. children and so I, I guess I, I saw videotapes of-, of all this stuff. And in, in the eighties, <laughs> when Disney was re-releasing films into theaters, um, my aunt would take me to see those. So I, I saw Snow White for the first time, probably in a movie theater. I, I remember, I remember going. I never seen Snow White yeah. in a movie they, theater. They had released, they had re-released these movies, and they did. They went through a period where they re-released movies into the theaters, and I remember watching it in a movie theater um, for the first time. Yeah, I don't. We didn't go to any of those re-releases. Which well, is I think because because they had grown stuff. up with a re-release of that. Um, movie when, right. when you know she was little, so it was like, oh, okay, well, I'm gonna take my you know my nephews and my aunts, you know, I think, 15 to 17 years older than me, something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, there was that. Like, oh yeah, I got you know my my I'm gonna take my little nephews to go, you know, watch these movies because you know she would have been mid 20s, early to mid 20s. Uh, kind of thing. So I mean, that's that's how it was. Um, you know, I, I kind of start wrapping up here, but um, all the disclaimers and, and stuff, I'm perfectly fine with. To be honest, with you. it doesn't bug me. It, it's it's yeah. two three seconds of this is just not how these things are depicted. There are some that are worse than others. Admittedly, there are some that are worse than others. There's a whole slew. You said Warner Brothers. There's a whole slew of cartoons that Warner Brothers doesn't show because of depictions. You know the thing with Warner Brothers and and going back to Mouse Power, you know you know I've talked up Warner right. Brothers and how Warner Brothers has taken the lead in making sure that their classic catalog is 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 still viewable and beloved by everybody because they make it available as opposed to classic Disney, which is not. And uh, talk about the disclaimers. Warner Brothers has been doing the disclaimers for almost ten years now on their on their stuff. And which shows you how far Disney's well, been put behind. Because I was buying, I was buying collections of the Looney Tunes when they first started putting the Looney Tunes on Blu-ray. I was buying them, and those disclaimers were there. I was buying uh, Tom and Jerry's when they were first put on Blu-ray, and the disclaimers were there. And the episodes that had Mammy and the, uh, the all the, a lot of racism in those early Tom and Jerry's, but it's there. But the the context is there, and they were doing that ten years ago, long before Disney was even thinking was even you know then when they're just hiding. Disney behind was it. doing that with some of the tins, because some of the tins that had those Leonard Malton That's... intros have disclaimers because mm-hmm. it's Leonard Malton that was he, doing he that. Yeah, he put he put the context yeah, co- in it. But a That's lot true. of those those I didn't get to I didn't see talk about privilege. I didn't have the privilege. Of seeing a and lot of those that's what I was getting at. Because they were thirty damn yes. dollars, and, and they were yeah. limited. Price and they were limited in number for DVD. Yeah. And but I did have the privilege of being able to borrow some from people to watch, including uh, the best one is I think is Vic, the Victory yes. Through Air Power uh, um, set is amazing, and a lot of the context with the World mm-hmm. War II stuff and the Donald Duck uh, Hitler video uh, videos. And a lot of that stuff is really amazing. But yes, the, there is the great Leonard Malton stuff on there, uh, giving the him, him giving yes. the context. But it, um, it, it's, no, it's right, there, right. but it's I not it's not widely the, seen. It's not widely stuff. seen, so people right. don't know that Disney has already right. done this. Well, but Disney also hasn't released a whole back catalog of a bunch of stuff like this because they chose to do it in that vaulting format. Let's put it out, then let's put it in the vault. Mm-hmm. Well, now here with Disney Plus, here it is. 
So here it is. So you, you got to do something. And, and the latest one is the Muppets. Uh, that's what everybody's been upset about over the last couple oh, of days. Yeah. It's like, well, here's the Muppets. Yeah, there's a few edited episodes from what I've read. Um, I'm going to go ahead, Gina. Well, and, oh, I was just going to say, like, so teach, having taught U.S. history, one of my favorite things to do, it's one of my favorite units, I teach uh, all about the propaganda oh, yeah. of World War II using yeah. Disney I, I showed those. And I showed is, the, the Donald ones yeah. when I taught U.S. history. They're so good. And like I show multiple I show Donald, but I show there's a mini and Pluto one about saving your yeah. bacon grease because it makes Buying glycerin. Like yeah. we go through it. I start off with the fun ones, like, oh, save your bacon grease, but then we get into the, the more, you know, real, like uncomfortable ones. And it's really interesting to see a group of juniors in high school like analyze these. And it's really interesting to see their their point of view. And I don't want these to go away because this is perfect to use for World War Two, for World War One, for the 1950s, for propaganda. Why does why was Disney and cartoons making these? Like these are these are ways we capture children, uh, their attention to teach them really valuable history lessons. So like. I don't want to see these go away. I really, yeah, throw those disclaimers on them. Let's use them as a teaching tool because, you know, when people say, oh, they're erasing history, no, we're not. You know, as a history teacher, I'll be the first one to say we're not erasing it. We're teaching. We're showing. We're evolving. And we're using this stuff to get kids to critically think. And and that is so important. And I thank Disney for, like, like I can find that stuff on YouTube. And Disney could shut it down if they wanted to, because let's face it, if anybody can shut something down, it's Disney. <laughs> so, true. right. So like I, for one, am really like, I don't want to see this go away. Not because I think it's some tradition from my childhood or some baloney like that. It's because look, like these are, this is who we were as a people. Why is it okay? Why is it wrong? Why was it done? And like, let's use this as a teaching tool. So you know, that's just kind of a history teacher's perspective on it. And because this is our history and we can't we have to, to understand why the world is the way it is today and why we need Disney and not and escapism. It's like we need to go back and look at this stuff. It's super important. So, you know, I don't want to see I would hope Disney doesn't pull. Back I don't think they are. I, I think other than Song of the South is you, no. you can't really touch that anymore. There's just too much. Yeah. And I don't mean to be the uh, the pun here, but there's too much history behind Song of the South to say here it is all of a yeah. sudden. That's not going to happen. But with the rest of it, like nope, this is considered to be classic. It's lasted this long. We'll just put this disclaimer on there, and you have to kind of you know do whatever. I mean, not like you don't have access to it. I mean, my kid watches The Simpsons, and he uses my profile to do it. You know, so like yeah, and uh, on um <laughs> on um. HBO Max, they have all the uh, the Looney Tunes stuff on there, and it has the basically the same uh, thing when you go to the the listing uh, where it has the disclaimers. So it's not going. To, I don't have a problem with it. I, I really don't because again, it's just real brief. You, it does lend itself to conversation if you choose to take up that conversation. Well, no, this is just like this is what it is. Uh, we we intend to enjoy it as the entertainment that it was intended to be. But you have to understand, people don't think like that uh, anymore. And, and it's just, you know, yeah. that's okay. That's what it was at that time. Because that's why I tell my kids, 
people thought like that at one time. We we don't anymore. We've evolved. You can. I don't want to go into this conversation. Please don't. But you can say the same with Dr. Seuss. With the Dr. Seuss books, his, mm-hmm. it was his estate that decided to pull them. And Dr. Seuss himself, when he was alive, made admissions that like stuff that I did in cartoons that I did yep. during internment, they were wrong. And I am trying to evolve past that. That's fine. That's the natural thing that humans are supposed to do. We're supposed to evolve as things change. Once again, it's yeah. all context, leading back to the context that if you know that the context of anything that was basically created in the 19 late 1930s, late, late 1930s into late 1940s, you know, is going to have certain stereotypes for certain types of groups. And no matter what you look at, whether it's Disney, whether it's Warner Brothers, whether it's my God, Popeye, there's lots Mm -hmm. of Popeye that was banned back in the day because there was a lot of, uh, of Japanese stereotypes, Asian stereotypes on Popeye. I mean, no matter what you look at, even movies, I, was uh last night I watched the end of Gandhi was on TCM and um afterwards they had a little uh TCM had their own little special special about um uh context of racial stereotypes in uh in early uh like you know 1940s 50s uh, 30s cinema mm-hmm. and uh just something interesting about that and I could tell you from having read the comments in on TCM's Facebook page a lot of people were probably losing their shit and, and pissed off at TCM for for playing that little uh, that thing. Uh, but even uh, Ben Mankiewicz made the comment about how it was uh, such a big deal that uh, Ben Kingsley, uh, with his origins, got to actually play uh, Gandhi, and that people like hey, uh, Anthony Hopkins and Dustin Hoffman were up for the role. Yeah, and that would have just been ridiculous for either of them to have played that role. So it's just it's just you know it's context once again that's context and that's just nineteen that's just that's context from nineteen eighty. I think so. I I mean it's just it's all context going back no matter what the era depending on the era is going to depend on who the context relates to. I kind of remember this, but I want to say that one of us on the on my main podcast had talked about the Rush Hour film having a disclaimer before it too. Rush Hour. It was like late nineties, yeah. early two thousands, but you know, some of that stuff too. Not now, just you wouldn't do it, and that's fine. Enjoy the well, film. I, mean, just, think, just like, you, I graduated in ninety six, and I just think of how different the world is today than it was when I graduated. Oh, in I got 96. one better for you. I, I actually like, uh, uh, had seen something from uh, somebody they went to high school with. Something that had happened, and he had mentioned like we went to school with that guy. So I, I grabbed my yearbook and like, oh, I don't remember this guy. Let me look him up. Didn't find him, but that's not the, the point. The point was going through and reading some of the comments as I was looking through stuff that were oh, written yes. in my yearbook from 95. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> You're like, we have all evolved as people if we were writing that kind of crap well, in a yearbook in I bring my yearbook in for the kids to yeah. look at every year. You know, like, yeah, I like oh, hey, comments. here's my yeah. yearbook from when I graduated. I always tell them, I'm like. I have not read those comments in 30 years. Please, please just cut me some slack on whatever you're going to read, like whatever you find. And then they just laugh because, you know, if have a bitch in badass summer, like how many times can you read that? But there's so much in there. I'm like, please just like, 
Oh, my, remember it was lost people. It just like it was bad. It was like oh, oh yeah. yeah. You want to talk about mid '90s context? Uh, you know, Paramount Plus just uh, launched too, so there's another one that's gonna have to have to see what kind of stuff they they start releasing. But uh, they got right off the bat, they dropped all of the. Uh, now of course they're, of course they're the edited. Uh, DVD versions, but all of the Beavis and Buttheads dropped. Uh, so uh, there's a okay. some great context in 19 mid 19 uh, oh. mid 1990s. Uh, and in fact, it was really interesting. There was an episode where uh, Beavis and Butthead end up on a amalgam of uh, uh, Rush Limbaugh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I kind of remember that. Yeah. There's yeah. an episode I... where they go on a Rush Limbaugh type show, and um, it was just I was like, wow, yeah, this is definitely. I just like I, I really miss the videos and I understand why they can't show the videos and they have to cut that part out. But to me, that was most that was half the show. Oh, yeah. Was the, the, all the, their commentary on the videos. And I'm like, you lose a lot in Beavis and Butthead. I know that's saying a lot when I have to make some some stipulation that you lose a lot in Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> but you do lose a lot in Beavis and Butthead when you don't have those that, videos. Segments. Some of those bands are my favorite to this day. <laughs> That, that oh, they heard, so you know, some of my favorites to this day. Yeah, man, the, MTV in the 90s was just like chef's kiss. Like, I'm sorry, but the minute TLC came out, we were done. Like, that was the end of it. You give me Daria, Joe's apartment. You give, you give me Beavis and Butthead. Like, give Daria me that is also on Paramount Plus. And so oh, I'm going to have to get it. She's so my Eon, favorite. And Eon Flux is also on there. Oh, wow. I love that one, that's, too. That's but Daria's my girl. Yeah. Daria's my girl. All right. Anyway. Well. I hope they get some. I hope they get the max on there. That'd be great I too. That. All right, well, I think we got through about. There's always stuff to talk about. I mean, we've already been here. Uh, well, much longer than uh, we actually is the length of the podcast. Because <laughs> we go off on that. Uh, that's a lot like the old podcast I used to do, Anthony. Hours worth, and then just a bunch is cut out because that had nothing to do with anything. But um, I think we covered a lot today. And so we've got that kind of stuff. The next thing we see, I'm sure we'll get um, some reports back. Gina will probably talk about uh, this newest incarnation of Taste of Knots. Uh, maybe Anthony gets to the zoo and lets us know what the zoo or uh, the safari park is like. And then Michael, since he finally woke up, uh, will give us an update on what his experience, hopefully, <laughs> at SeaWorld and, and the zoo was as well, because that stuff's uh, coming up. But the next time we talk, we probably will have um, a little bit more insight on what opening dates for different places are going to be or how much they're going to extend their food events as they kind of gauge, okay, how are we going to actually open and make this safe? Because make no mistake about it, live in the state of California, which means as soon as things go south, it's going to shut down again. Uh, we live in, yep. Yeah, just look at Texas and Yeah, well, yeah, anyway. Um, but our governor will shut them down. I, this is nothing political. I'm just stating fact. We live in a state where if things yep. start to turn south, he will shut down again. Um, and that's just the way that it is. Yes. Or even further restrict because he's done it several times during this time period. So that's what it is. But not to leave that's you on a, on, a, on a downer note because I really don't think it was a downer note. Um, looking forward to it. Um, hopefully, I'm just going to try to get to downtown Disney before all this stuff uh, starts because I haven't been there in a while just to see what's going on. But yeah, it is what it is. I'm sure I'll find some other nice little stuff that I'll buy. Maybe next time we... Now, if you go to downtown Disney without going to Taste of Disney, you still just pay the $10 and then just say you're going to uh, downtown Disney. Yeah, because it, since the event takes place entirely in uh, 
DCA, yeah, DCA. We're, we're, uh, walking into DCA is no longer a no longer a thing, no longer an option. So you still yeah. have the rest of it. Which honestly, I kind of want to do that because my whole focus when I first went to Downtown Disney was to get into Buena Vista Street, and then the next time that I had gone was to show my kids that, and then oh, I've been three times. I've been three times. Um, the next time was to specifically go for a certain item that I was looking for. So this time might be a little bit more to actually explore uh, downtown Disney itself, since some of the things are open there. Have you? Uh, do you have plans to go Star to, the, Star? to the to yeah. the yeah? Thing? I'd love yeah. to do that. Um, if you go there and they still have those sippers on sale, yeah, can you give me one? Um, yeah, before I get going uh, to that, if, if I make it, uh, you know what? I haven't heard a lot about that. Once that did open. You know, a lot of people were saying, man, the wait was a long time. People were getting there in the morning and putting it in and then going home and getting a text at 4.30 in the afternoon. Okay, you got an hour to come back like to get, to get in line. Uh-huh. So I, I haven't seen what it's been like lately. I can't imagine as it's as busy as it was. I don't imagine it's going to be – I don't know. Are, are there going to be ins and outs to Buena Vista Street when the, taste of, when the touch of Disney happens? That's something I'll have to look into. Because if, if, sure. if there's not, yeah. if you kind of have to stay I in, think... then – I wouldn't imagine the outpost would be as busy. I think the last time I heard as one of the vloggers went, it was like a two, two and a half hour wait. So you might want to go on. Yeah, a I was day. thinking that and I do have, we do have spring break um, coming up as well um, pretty soon. So that's probably sounds like a spring break trip to get there in the morning and put in my, my res. And yeah. Now that I know that um, I can safely get something to eat as a snack. Um, of sorts. Um, I'll probably try to make it work. Yeah, I'll talk to you about it before, Anthony, if I decide to do that trek, which would probably be towards the end of the month. Because, you know, the days are flying by now. Right on, because they got that sipper, the one that looks like the thing that Java's frog oh, is yeah. in. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I haven't seen that. I have to, no, I, I didn't. I have to look it. at that. I heard that the decor okay, in the place yeah. is really cool, though. I'm looking forward to checking that out. But I didn't want to be there all day. Like, just because I, I just heard mixed reviews. I heard that it's kind of cheesy and that they could have done more. I also heard it looks cool. So, like I said, I've okay. heard mixed well, things. I'll let you know if I make it. I mean, if they had they had Imagineers getting in there, I mean, they, they didn't put thought into it, I guess. But, I mean, I'm sure they weren't given much to work with. Probably not, but it was a natural, and I think didn't I think we talked about this, it was a natural place to do it because you could make that work because it's has that rainforest feel already in it, like abandoned spot. Well, I heard also that they're not actually taking advantage of the whole uh, restaurant. Uh, the whole dining area that it's actually just uh, limited to the uh, the rainforest cafe. Uh, no, the uh, the actual oh, okay. gift shop. Okay. They're only using the uh, what was the existing rainforest cafe okay. gift shop, where I think we all assumed when they announced that that they were going to use the dining room and have a big shop, whereas this is only that that rainforest cafe gift shop wasn't that big, isn't that big, so. Yeah. I think that's what I think. There was a lot of misconceptions okay. about that. And they went small when we okay. thought they would go well, big. So we saw uh, that, and we'll let it ride. So okay, I think that's gonna do it yep. for today. So uh, on with regular right. life now. It sounds so. We'll <laughs> talk to y'all soon. It's always good to have a combo, guys. Have yeah. a good one. Bye, guys.
see you real soon.